Welcome to Business Buzz. This is your host, Harold Littlejohn, CPA, and uh, this show highlights uh, Chico business, North Northern California business, and we have a real, real interesting guest today that uh, you're going to really enjoy uh, hearing from. He's uh, he's got lots of business experience. He's just a real, real amazing guy. But before we get started with our special guest, uh, I'm going to share a little bit of an article that I just read. I I was quite flabbergasted by this, but since we're talking business, my business has to do with saving people money by hoping that they get the lowest tax that's legally possible. And so when I read this article that has to do with uh, our tax dollars, uh, I was quite shocked. But to make a long story short, uh, the title of this article is Pentagon Loses Track of $6.5 Trillion Dollars of unaccounted funds at expense of U.S. taxpayers. And uh, this is from a place called uh, Global Research, and it's dated a few days ago on July 21st. But to to make a long story short, over the years, the Pentagon cannot account for $6.5 trillion of money that was entrusted to them and it's just kind of scary because I was talking last week about the the twenty twenty trillion dollar. We have a special guest today that's growling a little bit, but I'll introduce you. I'll introduce you to her later. So we have a twenty trillion dollar deficit, but it sounds like a third of that is due to unaccounted for Department of Defense funds of six point five trillion. So anyway. That, that was sort of shocking, and uh, uh, the way this article talks about it is kind of interesting. He says, uh, says, of course, such official looting never happens with lawful accounting because records always show where the money goes. This would be like your bank agreeing they received a $65,000 deposit from you, agreeing the money was gone, and not refunding your account while claiming to have no further information of this unaccountable lost and missing money. So the other thing about that is, is that um, uh, six and a half trillion is sixty-five hundred billion. So I mean, it's this isn't just a few billion here. This is this is a third of the entire national debt. So I just thought that was an interesting article. Uh, anybody who's interested in learning more should probably Google something like uh, Pentagon loses track trillion. And you'll end up finding that same article that I was reading from. But it's uh, it's just one of those things that sort of uh, can can be a little bit mind-boggling uh, these days when the numbers are they're so high that you really can't even fathom what these numbers mean. It's not it's not even something your mind can really comprehend what a trillion is. And uh, I've explained that um, a trillion dollars of thousand-dollar bills stacked tightly together would stretch from Redding, California to El Paso, Texas. So it's uh it, that's that's 20 trillion. So it's pretty much a, an unfathomable amount and my contention is that at some point in the future, not sure when, they'll have to do what's called a reset. Well, they they'll change the rules, they'll wipe out this debt and they'll start over with something new. I'm not exactly sure when or how they'll do that, but I do believe that is what uh, needs to be uh, figured out so that we can uh, move forward because uh, this kind of giant national debt is just trouble for everybody and uh, I uh, I just wanted to bring that up when I saw that article about the missing money because if I was in charge of uh, somebody's books and and records and money and I came up missing even six and a half hundred which would be 650 uh, I could probably get in a lot of serious trouble so uh, I just think it's pretty amazing uh, how these numbers just get thrown around and you know, we didn't even really hear about this unless somebody, uh, uh, like I'm bringing it up to you. I, I want you guys to be informed. So our guest today is uh, someone I've known a long time. His name's Rick Stupnagel. He has been a Chico businessman for quite a while. He is now, uh, currently for the last 15 years, his store called Heel and Soul Shoes, uh, located uh, at the Safeway Shopping Center on Mangrove. And uh, for 15 years, he's been an unbelievably successful retailer. And uh, 
retail these days isn't an easy business, but I'm going to introduce you to Rick now. So uh, how you doing, Rick? I'm doing fine. And don't forget to introduce my sidekick here, Coco. Yes, uh, Rick brought his sidekick, Coco. I believe he was dog-sitting today. And uh, since he was good enough to come down to the studio, we had to bring Coco along. So uh, that's made it uh, even more fun today. So, so Rick, um, what, what got you into the shoe business? What was the deciding factor? Well, the deciding factor was that I came, uh, I'd been working in Mexico and South America, and I came to the States, and uh, I came to Chico and um, couldn't decide what to do, so I just went into the shoe business. And speaking of that, you used to be like a plant manager for a food company? Yeah, food companies in Peru and Mexico, and um, food companies in Peru and Mexico, and that was pretty exciting times. Uh, I had some really good revolutions in uh, Peru, <laughs> yeah. and it was fun. No, nothing to do with shoes, though. So. Right, right. And uh, so you received a, a business degree, is that right? A business degree in, uh, in ag Ch business. Chico State. Uh, yeah, that's why I went into ag business out of the country. Right. And uh, wow. another de graduate degree right. in international commerce. Uh, they don't come in too handy with uh the shoe business, but every little bit helps. Right, right. Well, I actually have a uh, I have a client who's in the Bay Area who uh, made a lot of money over the years selling shoes uh, online, and uh, things aren't so good anymore online with Amazon kind of changing the way they do it. But when I told him about your store, he was very impressed, saying there's very few brick-and-mortar retailers doing well in the shoe business these days. So... Is there anything about heel and sole that's a little different than some of the other people that might have come and gone? Well, I think <clears throat> I think any business uh, can do well. Uh, there's no good period, a good time, or bad time for it. It's the main thing is, in my opinion, is that you have to have what people want to buy, and it, and the, and the most important thing to people when they want to buy something is the look. They they want to look good and. Uh, pride and vanity is great. I mean, they, they want to, that's the look. And then after that, of course, price and customer service and all that, of course, is extremely important. Right. So you need it all. But right. you first of all have to have what they want. Like if you try to sell them like a buggy whip that, that's made right. better every year. Uh, like I think the formula for bankruptcy, I think you might have told me that, is, <laughs> right. is to just continue to do what you've always done and do a little bit better every year and you will go broke. Because <laughs> right, that's yeah. what the buggy whip company's done. They've <laughs> right. just made buggy whips better every year, but pretty soon nobody wanted them. That's right. So what would you say if you had to guess uh, your store? Do you? I know you carry things for everyone, but is it mostly uh, women's shoes that end up being sold? I mean, I know you do a lot of everything. It is mostly women's That's shoes. That's what I was thinking. It's, it's, um, it's, it's both. Right. Uh, we, we, we need both because right. it's a small enough community where you have to meet a whole lot of different wants and needs. Right. Right. So no, you have to stock something for everybody, basically. You, you basically, if you read any textbooks, you shouldn't try to be everything for everybody. Except in Chico, it kind of works trying to be everything <laughs> for everybody because it's a smaller community. Right. And if you take you take the different brands, and if you just had three or four of those brands, you wouldn't make it. You, you need a lot of different ones, and then all together, it adds up to quite a bit of money. Right, right. Almost enough to pay the bills. Right. And, of course, you have your you have all the problems that most retailers might have. You, you have a little bit of um, – uh, you catch people leaving with a pair of shoes now and then? Or? Uh, basically, mostly – uh, I would say almost every day you get a shoplifter in there that you right. have to watch. And kind of a cost out. of doing business, though, it, right? It, it's, it is, and you just have to uh, be on top of it as much as you can. It's, it, it is getting worse. There's no doubt about it. Right. Um, as time goes on, um, of course, the way the law works, they... Uh, they get tickets for that now. So Right. They don't actually go to jail yeah, or anything. And it's just, and yeah, yeah no. nothing really happens right. except right. you just have to yell at them and send them out. Right, and hope they don't come back. And hope and they usually do, and you yell at them and <laughs> send them out again. Now, the other interesting part of your business is the way you buy shoes at giant shoe conventions. What do you call them, a 
shows, right? Well, shoe shows? Shoes, yeah, there, there, there's one called the WSA. It's like uh, most things are marketed that way today, uh, whether it's computers. They have a computer show that's right. gigantic in Las Vegas where all, everybody comes. They have food shows that are right. gigantic. They have shoe shows that are Right, every brand you can think of. And you of. still go twice a year on that, like yeah, you always do. Yeah, I, I still go twice a year. I'm tired of going, but now, you, you got to. Now, but one of your secrets is you have employees who know what to buy. Is that correct? Yeah, just to a certain extent, in in certain areas, it it depends. Everybody's, it depends on where their interests are. If their interests are in a certain area, they're probably good at that. If other areas that they don't, you know, it just depends. Right. But, yeah, they definitely help. Right. I wouldn't want to do this by myself. Right, right. I mean, it's hard to figure what the young – because I'm sure a lot of your customers are younger college-age uh, women also. They are, and they, uh, as far as fashion, they <clears throat> really do know a lot. Right, right. And, um, but, the, but the styles change every year. Styles one, change every six one months. One year it's a certain style. Oh, every – that's why you have two shows per year. Yeah, they, they, they change – constantly and the worst thing you can do in fashion is is order a lot of what sold good the year before because you're being really big trouble because <laughs> right. that because that stuff more than likely will just sit on the shelf right right yeah. so now um you just recently uh you were on facebook heel and soul shoes they can yeah. be found on facebook yeah i put it we put a contest on facebook and we had um, a great number of people entering, and we've uh, gave away uh, five gift certificates, and we got a lot of shares, a lot of likes, and I, I really appreciate that from anybody out there who's listening. Yeah. And if you haven't gone on there, we're going to have we're going to have another contest coming up where uh, the prizes are going to be even a little bit bigger. So so who's ever out there, watch for that on Facebook. Uh, the social media, like Facebook, is a wonderful way to, I think, communicate today. It's, uh, it's fast. Um, uh, you're, we're able to announce the winners, and uh, then they get congratulated and, uh, by other their friends. And, and, you know, we do get our name out, and it's a good thing for everybody. Yeah, that's great. Well, you know, uh, everyone, uh, when you think about uh, – not necessarily trying to support local business. Everybody needs to take care of themselves, too, as a buyer. But uh, it's really, I think it's sort of unique that here in Chico, we have this fantastic retail shoe store available. Most towns don't have one of those that I've seen. Yeah, we probably are somewhat unique. We do get customers from out of the area. Right. And we do try to meet all the needs that the big chain stores uh don't don't meet right uh, and we, we can gear our ordering to this area where many of the big chain stores buyers are back east right so it's a and national so they, buy so they buy right. they have an eastern mentality when it comes to purchasing where we were going of course we're going to have a local mentality and and a lot of the people who work for me are going to they understand better what the market is right right so you're you're catering to the local, and uh, you've actually uh, looked into uh, expanding to other areas. But I mean, I'm, you can't I'm really. I'm ready to retire, and if somebody's <laughs> interested in a store, of course they can contact me after this meeting. Um, you can go on to Facebook and give him a like and give him a message too, right? Right, <laughs> right. right. But um, you know, it's it's do, it's doing really well. So you know, it's just. Yeah, it's hard. It's like me. I mean, I've been working a lot of years, but it sure is hard to, you know, when you're making money, it's hard to just walk yeah. away unless the perfect opportunity comes up. And you know. Yeah, it could be just close to perfect. It's good enough for me. Right. Right. <laughs> now, you've had some of the same employees for quite a long time. or I've I mean, I know there's some I've, turnover, but... I've had some employees 10, 12 years. Wow. And they're, they're really, really good employees. Right. Yeah. That's That's probably kind of unusual to have a retail with that long of a of yeah. a thing these days you know i mean in the old days you had people that worked in a store for their whole life but yeah. that's kind of the old days but yeah. uh, speaking of your whole life now one thing about your uh, cuz i've been there uh tell the audience about your grammar school i think that's really interesting my grammar your school your grammar school oh. 
Oh, the one-room grammar school. The one-room yeah, grammar matter school. Matter of fact, you and I did go to Palisadro. Yes, we did. And, yeah, this was a kind of a... Harold and I went to uh, Palisadro, and there was a schoolhouse pizza place there. And we walked in, and sure enough, it was my old grammar school. And on the wall was a picture of all the students in all eight grades. All eight grades in one picture. In one picture. There were 16 kids there. A total of 16? And I was the best and the worst student in my class because I was the only one. <laughs> so, and Palisadro is up near Reading. Palisadro is up near Reading. It's, um, at that time, it was... We will be right back after this break, and we're going to hear more about this amazing schoolhouse. Be right back. Hall Marketing and Design in Chico would like to remind us that thousands of children who were safe at home a year ago are missing today. Parents, it is important to keep recent photographs, fingerprints, and dental records of your child. If you have any information that may lead to the location of a missing child, report it. This message from Hall Marketing and Design in Chico. Visit them online at hallmarketingdesign.com or call 895-9484. That's 895-9484. They're on the air because they care about our children. Hello and welcome to our show. I'm Scott Allred. I'm Ben Taney. I'm Trisha Coder. And I'm Matt Four. This is Jessica Wilkerson, one of your hosts of Chico Now. A half hour designed for the community and brought to you by the community. Each day, one of our hosts will join with people from organizations throughout the greater Chico area. We want to let you know what's happening in Chico Now. So join us at 1230, Monday through Friday here on KKXX for Chico Now. You're about to ride through the good life here with Mike the Wine Guy Rayford. Hi, this is Mike Rayford inviting you to join me every Saturday from 2 to 4 right here on KKXX Chico for The Good Life Show where we talk about food, wine, travel, and lifestyle. Tune in on KKXX Chico to get all your good life needs. Warning, the following may include happiness, smiling, laughter, bundles of joy, spontaneous hugging, and overall a good time. Two to four right here on KKXX Chico. seminar in October in Chico and it's going to be to help people be uh, self-employed and get self-employed. What I realized is that over the years I've probably had uh, just uh, hundreds of people that I've counseled and the same questions come up over and over. You know, what do you need to do if you need, if you want to be self-employed, what do you do? How do you start? Where do you go? Uh, what things do you need to know? And I find myself giving that speech so many times to individual people that we're going to have a seminar that's going to offer this type of knowledge to everybody all at one time. So just to let you know, it's going to be called the Break the Chains Self-Employment Symposium. And I'll be back uh, as we go. I'm going to get the details straightened out and we'll, we'll start on that. So uh, we were talking with uh, Rick Stutnagel, who is the uh, proprietor of Heel and Soul Shoes, uh, one of the more uh, amazing retail institutions of Chico, uh, 15 years in the same location uh, near, say, what is that, 750 Mangrove? 708 Mangrove 708 Avenue. Mangrove Avenue, yeah. And uh, he's uh, uh, 15 years running, uh, and basically I would say you could almost figure that any type of shoe you're going to find at Heel and Soul, I, I think. I would, probably so. Probably so. So what, what advice would you give to somebody who's considering a retail business in this environment? I mean, what would be some of the basic things you would want to instruct somebody or warn somebody about? Well, myself, for any business, retail business or not, the first and most important thing that has to happen is they have to sell something that somebody wants. 
And that, that's simply said, but a lot of times people will go out and they make this jam, which, oh, man, this jam's just great. I love it. Well, a lot of people make jam, and, it, and there's a lot of good jam out there. So is this, is this better than the others? That, so well, that's what I mean. you got to have something that, that's unique right. that people want, right. and that's the hard part. That, I, I thought of that the other day. I was in a, a Barnes & Noble bookstore, which is kind of my hobby when I get a chance to go to one. And there was a booth set up in the store with a woman selling, like, homemade cookies. In her na- I can't remember the name, but it was somebody's cookies. And as I walked by, I'm thinking, well, of course, I would love to buy a cookie or more. And I'd love to sit and eat those cookies while I'm having a Starbucks coffee. But I... I can't eat cookies on a regular basis. It's just not part of my diet. So as I'm walking by, I'm thinking this person has good intentions. Hopefully this isn't money she cares about. Mm -hmm. But there's such a large percentage of new businesses that start out and never make any money and end up closing. So your key number one would be you've got to have something that's going to sell. That somebody wants wants and needs that they... That's it. That's right. that you got it with shoes. Of course, if we if we just went out and decided to just have athletic shoes, we'd be broke instantly because there's so much athletic shoes available, but certain styles, certain fashions, right. the fact that certain looks that there aren't around that we have, right? Well, and people want the fact that your store does offer so many different varieties. That's yeah. what keeps people coming in, and then it makes it fun. Right. And it makes it interesting. Right, because they have to shop and look around at everything. And yeah. I know. Well, uh, it, even with Converse now, uh, something like that, um, we have a great, there we have quite a variety of colors. And people come in because we have a lot of variety of colors, and they're going to buy the black one <laughs> because they're always bought the black but one, they and they're going like, to buy the black one next like time. But they like to look at all but the colors. But they like to look and say, oh, this, this magenta is great, and this blue is really, I'll take that black one. Right. <laughs> Now, but we well, have it, see. So recently, what I know things change. I know 15, 20 years ago, certain but, brands like Doc Martens were big. What's the latest? Is there some fads that you could kind of describe in the shoe world right now? Well, you'd have to almost in the shoe world right now, you'd have to have a picture because the, there's the slight change from the buckle being here to up there or no buckle or, and, and this sort of thing. It's It's... It's it's a visual thing, right? Totally. And so whatever you, people just have to see it, and yeah, that's why a store and, like yours can show them yeah. all these styles. And the other thing, like with Converse, of course, fifteen years ago they also bought the black one, right? So, <laughs> and, but the more they're buying the white one too now. Okay. So, yeah. Now I remember a few years ago the there was a big deal with UGGs, the uh, those Australian slipper type shoes. Are those it's still, still popular? It's still okay. very popular. Okay, and you guys still, still sell those. Yeah. Still very, very popular. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I know that um, I still love to wear Converse myself, and it's I like you the fact— you buy the black one? I actually do have black ones. Okay, there you go. And uh, the, the thing about Converse is, even though they probably make a few different styles, that original basic Converse All-Star is still available. That's the one, yeah. Right. That's, That's pretty it. cool. Now sandals you have also, right? I mean, yeah, that's a big just, deal yeah, there. Yeah. Plenty of sandals. You've got it all. Yeah. You sell socks too? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Now another interesting thing about Rick is that uh yeah. he he has a daughter who's a Chico business person. And uh what was her invention about 10 or 12 years ago? In- invention? Well, her her company that she started. Oh, she started a she started Grub. She sells in the Saturday market and she's Continuing to to make uh, has some real interesting products. Uh, now, if people who don't know exactly what Grub is, that's a co-op where people subscribe well, it, to the vegetables that they grow. Well, it, it's actually it's her business now, right. and they have a they 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 have a CSA, which is just means that people come and pick up. Uh, a box full of vegetables once a week, and they sell in a local market like Saturday Market. Right. So it's basically a farming business. It's a farming business. With a little bit of a twist. With, with the a little people. bit of a twist. She has four greenhouses, three tractors. It's all organic. And she grows different things. Like one of the new things she has is she has this carrot that's, um, that's purple, and the inside ring is orange, 
and the middle, very center is a bright yellow. So when you make a salad, you've got this really interesting looking carrot. It looks like and a Royal Air Force uh, airplane. It does. It looks like a badge you should put on your chest. <laughs> and now, how did she get that? She got it from certain seed companies. There's seed companies all over that have different types of seeds for these things. And you can order and then she grew them. And I th they taste pretty much just like a ca regular carrot to me. Wow. She also has this Romanesco, which is a great big cauliflower broccoli thing, which is yeah, another, there's quite a few Some unique, unique items. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That, uh, so it's a, it's a, she has quite the farm. That's pretty cool. It's pretty big. Yeah. Actually, the first time I was ever on the radio, well, I was actually on the radio before in the Bay Area when I was younger because I won a contest. Mm -hmm. And I wrote a poem that they liked on the KNEW, the country station. And they invited me on the air to read my poem. And uh, it was actually pretty good. I really wish I could find a copy of that. I don't have it. But the second time I was on the radio was your daughter's show when she was in high <laughs> right, school on right. KZFR. Right. And that was a lot of fun because I was a, I was a resident ago. expert on something. Uh -huh. I can't remember right now, but uh, that was pretty fun. Long time ago. Now, in addition to, uh, of course, your, I mean, your full-time, your store is full-time. You're open seven days a week, Seven right? days a week. Right. But you're kind of semi-retired, so. As much as possible. That's right. I know you like to play as well as work. Yeah. So do you, uh, do you have anything you uh, like to do in the, in the water these days? Well, I especially like to paddleboard. I like to go up Pine Creek and got a couple paddleboards on top of my Jeep which is just a whole lot of fun. And, uh, is that where you, you're, you're standing up paddling? You're standing up paddling. I first tried that in Hawaii. That was really fun. But What's but, it like on a creek, though? Don't you have to go through the rocks and things? Is well, paddleboard, you, you've got a back fin that's about five inches deep. And, as long, and that's, so if it's more than five inches deep, you can go anywhere. Oh, okay. And... Uh, Wow. I go in the four bay and I went all you go up around Lake Almond or you can just go everywhere there. Wow. But it that's that's kicks. That Sailing like is fun. a lot of fun too. Yeah. Uh, I know you're a you're a sailor. Yeah, I love to yeah. sail. You kinda taught me one day, but I never mastered it, but mm -hmm. I sure had fun doing it. Well we'll have to do that again. <laughs> right. Right. How's the lake these days? It's back the, to the, the lake, back to being normal, right? It's pretty it's really very low. And we'll be right back after this break to talk a little more Chico business with uh, Rick Stutnagel. So stay tuned. God commanded the light to shine out of darkness. Darkness covered the face of the deep, the Bible says in Genesis 1, 1 and 2. But God dispelled the darkness with his own light. And my friends, that's exactly what happens to you spiritually. David Hawking has more on the power of the God who is light this week on Hope for Today. Join us. Tune in for Hope for Today weekdays at 8 a.m. here on KKXX. Hello, I'm Gary Crossland. Everything in the Old Testament points forward to Jesus. Everything in the epistles points backward to Jesus. That's why I encourage people to read the words of Jesus every day. This is where emotional and spiritual health come from. Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. Well, where do you read his commandments? But in the Gospels. Now, I know that it's easy to get a little confused when jumping between one Gospel and the next, which is why I wrote the Merged Gospels. It's where all four Gospels are literally translated from the Greek, broken down word by word, and merged back together into one beautiful chronological story with not one word of scripture removed. You can't buy it in stores. It's available only online at mergedgospels.com. It's great for new believers, for personal devotions, and for group studies. There's also an audiobook. And as always, you get to name the price. Just go to mergedgospels.com. It's 6.42 p.m. Time for Steve Plato and his son Dylan to do the dishes. They talk about everything from the yuckiness of girls to the awesomeness of his soccer team. Sometimes they don't talk at all. Then, hey! the dreaded <laughs> splash fight. It's dad o'clock, and it's the best time of the day. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. 
Welcome back to Business Buzz. We're going to do a little marketing experiment here. Go to Facebook, Heel and Soul Shoes, and give them a like. And if uh, that way uh, we'll know you're out there, and uh, that ought to be kind of fun. Uh, you know, it's amazing because Rick's been a businessman now since, well, since graduating from college. You've been in one way or the other working in the business world. I know you've never taken that much time off. So you've been around for, I won't go into any details, but, you know, decades of working. But you are embracing the social media world and the uh, online world. Well, things evolve, and you, I, I have to get used to it. And I, I, I do like Photoshop. Photoshop's a lot of fun, so I can make, you know, uh, a few uh, ads for contests and this sort of thing. And it's, right. it, it's interesting. Anything new to me is interesting. To a point. I mean, I, you know. Right, right. It, it keeps things interesting. Well, it, it is. It's, something new is, it's, it's, it's not new, but it's, it, it's right. continually evolving. Right. Yeah. What about that? About eight or ten years ago, you had a, like a blowing machine with a contest in the <laughs> lobby. You remember your, that? Yeah, I do. Well, <laughs> what the heck? And is that still around? I think still, I think. You, the, sort, of, you sort of put that together, I think, with yeah, a I mean, reverse vacuum cleaner. You know, it was. It, you're right. It was had a. It was a blowing machine. It had a, a a big fan at the bottom. It had some diffusion screens, and these ping pong balls would float. And you could reach in and grab a, grab one. So they I, would reach in I and scrubbed. get a ball that would have a discount percentage right, or something. Know, and, and it was fun. I just did it for yeah. that. For that's just something I remembered from yeah. the store. Because that it, anyone uh, that hasn't yet been to Heel and Soul Shoes, you just got to go in there because you'll you'll be surprised at the variety he's got. The different things that are available, and uh, it just—it always amazes me because, like I say, look look around and see how many retail stores survive uh, in a town. I mean, Chico's better than most. I mean, you go to a town like Red Bluff or Gridley, I think you'll see even less local retail activity. Probably will. You'll see, and you, you know, stores do come and go. Well, we've been. Just hanging in there. Right, so. right. Well, you know, and yeah. I think that attests to the fact that you have made sure that you do keep up, you know, with all the latest things, like the online contests. Yeah, and the Facebook the, contests. Right, yeah. and having the people who are your buyers are in tune with what people, you know, are going to want to buy. You, you, hope it, you hope it works that way. Right. <laughs> you, you're, it's a big gamble. It's always right. a gamble. It's like a poker game. You, you, you go there and you think, you know, look at everything and and um hope you got the right stuff yeah well you know the thing is is uh, i i think uh, rick can really teach people a good lesson no matter what the trends might be uh in other words uh you know retail's hard to do uh, uh brick and mortar's tough losing business to online but um he's been telling me all these years how it's a gamble and how hard it is but then again he keeps going back he keeps going to these shows and he's obviously still buying the right thing because he's still uh, in business. Still and, buying enough of the right thing. Right. We, we don't always get the right thing. There, right. there have been very few, but there have been some styles we purchased where people, be, we'd put the style up front and we'd say, somebody would be buying another shoe in a size seven and we'd pick up the other style in size seven and say, hey, would you like this for free? And they, nope. <laughs> right. That's how bad some of the styles sometimes get. Right, right. It's never a hundred percent. It's not that the shoes defective. It's just sometimes a little not not what they want. Right. It's it's never a hundred percent. Right. Now you are a fluent uh, Spanish speaker. Pretty fluent. Yeah, and that's part of that's because you worked in Mexico for a few years. Worked or, in or Mexico, South America. For, worked in in Peru for. A lot of years and and Mexico for a lot of years. Right. So, yeah. did you learn the Spanish before you went there, or did you actually pick it up while I, I you worked there? I took a year in grad school, which just teaches uh, the basics. You know. Did you know you were headed down there? Well, I knew why? I was heading down there. Wow. And so, you, you then you learn it on the fly. You know. Right. And when you um. When you were work, that was a big company you worked for. You were like a manager of a yeah. Plant? It was uh, two Americans, and we were running. We had in Peru, we had uh, one great big giant factory with six hundred people. Then three or four, about four other little tiny subsidiaries. 
it, it was the world's largest evaporated milk plant. Wow. So we were responsible for all the babies in Peru. Make wow. sure they got milk. <laughs> no, that, that's, that, I guess you could say that. Yeah, they, they breastfed a lot. But the evaporated milk, that's the kind of milk in a can? That's the kind of milk in a can. And Do you they mix still it. sell that? I don't know. They, they it, still but... sell it for cooking here in the States. Oh, okay. uh, it's, um, but it yeah. wasn't for export past Peru. No, was it, it, was, it was because at that time, this was way back 100 years in the 70s. Right. They didn't have a hardly any refrigeration in most little towns. Oh. So they needed the evaporated milk in a can. Wow. Yeah. So it was like a commodity. Wow. Yeah. So you did you hire local people to work in those factories? Were well, you... there were only two foreigners, myself and another guy. And then, yeah, it was all local. And we had about 1,000 farmers shipping to us. Uh, and 600 employees? And yeah, it was huge. How many of those employees would have been like management level in a place like that? Uh, well, let's see, probably about 30. Oh, okay. So you'd have like 30 managers and uh, 500 and something employees. Yeah. Yeah, at a high level. Wow. Now, were you paid when you got paid? Did they give you bonuses based on performance, or were you just a salary guy, or how did well, that work? Well, if you if you if you if you did a good job, you got to keep your job. Otherwise, they got somebody else. <laughs> the bonus was your. The bonus you, was you, you kept your you, job. <laughs> you were able to keep working, right? Now, did you have to commute quite a ways down there? Did you do, you drove down there, right? Well, I lived right next to this factory in Peru, real close. Okay, so you, yeah. did you walk to work? No, I drove. You drove, yeah. okay. Yeah. So, what was like life like in Peru? You had a child by then, didn't you? Yeah, life was just like it is here. It yeah. was uh, subdivision and uh, oh. fun and good people. All uh, most everybody, you know, pretty nice people. Right, right. We had some crazy revolutions, but they were mostly downtown, you know, stuff okay. like that. So wake me when the wasn't there a movie like that? Wake me when the revolution's over. I don't know. I didn't see that one. I think there was something. There like was that. a movie like that. It's something like that. Huh. I don't know. But you don't think of Peru as a, you know, a wild country like uh, Cuba and all. I guess we're just closer to that. So. But yeah, they've had probably. their share of regime regimes. Yeah, they they certainly did. They yeah. certainly do. They. It's um, you ever the, go the back thing was the thing with countries you know like like Peru or any Latin American countries is the business has to go on uh, in general. It, it just has to go on so who, they can change the the government, the, the the rulers, whoever. But everybody who comes in wants to make sure that the businesses continue. Because they want to come in and make sure that the people are unemployed. Right, right. They right. They so don't they're going to so whoever whoever it is is going right. to support you. Right, pretty right. much. So the American not, not always. So like right. in Cuba was way different. Right, that yeah. was a different one. But yeah. so in this case, when there were to be a change down there, the American companies didn't really get hurt or anything. Well, they 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 changed the structure so that depending on how they thought things should be. But right. did they maybe tax them the, more the, or something? But the end, in the end, the business would still go. Right, right. Well, that's that's pretty amazing. Now, you also uh, lived and uh, worked in Louisiana for a while. Yep. And that was another food. Yep. Plant that, that was that was fun too. Wow. Yeah. What I think is interesting is you you came back to Chico, and you probably took into account that rule that we were talking about, where you thought. If you're gonna sell something, make sure you sell. Make sure you're selling something that people want to buy. Well, and is that that's how you sort of arrived at the pretty shoe much. business? Coco's not real happy about that, but uh, she'll be fine. Here, Coco, my my compadre here is uh, acting up. That's enough. By the way, Coco is a very nice little Havanese uh, dog, who is how old? She's about four. Okay. She must have seen somebody out there. You'd be good. And uh, well, that uh, that livens things up. Yep. <laughs> you you said your two cents. Now you be quiet. Yeah. Okay. That's and enough. And so um, yeah. The uh, when you have a job opening, what's it like these days for the job market or the job, you know, for the employees that you see when you guys are hiring? What do you see these days? What's it like in Chico? Well, it's, um, 
it seems to be a little tougher to get uh, uh, applicants than this year than, than the, the prior years. Um, now, do you mean good quality applicants well, ju or just, just applicants? Just applicants. Hmm, why do you? Yeah. What do you think about that? I I don't know because um, I know that we uh, we sign up and do the same thing we always done maybe that's the problem we should do something different right maybe there's a new avenue that needs to uh, and, be pursued and that's probably true they would probably need to look for some new avenues right. and we get more people that's interesting because just in general people who aren't self-employed uh, and if they have a steady job or they're not in the job market they kind of take for granted like oh you know you run an ad and you get 200 applicants that's not always the case is that correct no it, it doesn't seem to be um anymore it, it, it was five six years ago you would get a ton of people but like i say there's the social media i haven't even checked that out as you know far that's as probably they're migrating over the, to that it, place more than likely yeah and there's apps out there that we haven't used right so and if you so, really need to get the larger numbers back in you I, can i would i would bet that that's out. that's where our problem right. is you know because hell i'm a little older and so right, right. quite a bit older and so i still <laughs> still have the blinders on going a certain direction right. and maybe I need to take those off and go some other direction. Right. right. Well, that's, um, that's really interesting because I know for myself, I don't employ a lot of people. So, you know, it's only, you know, once in a while that I end up having to employ a new person, but in a retail store, you're probably constantly in the, in the market for something, uh, personnel wise. Well, we have about around 17, 18 employees, and there's use, there's somebody who's making a change here, right. you know, fairly often out right. of that many people. Right. So, but uh, when you get a good manager who knows what they're doing, you make sure you you need to hang on to that person. Is yeah. that right? Oh yeah, we want to hang on always. Whatever, even if you the few people you hire, of right? Course, I know exactly. You would want to hang on to the good ones and, 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 and kind of get ones rid of the ones that aren't so good. That's right. Well, we'll be right back after this break, and uh, we'll kind of wrap up today's show and talk a little bit more about Chico and uh, the business environment here. So stay tuned. Sometimes insurance can be a confusing business. I can't stress enough the importance of having a single professional insurance agent to help make sense of all your personal and business insurance policies. You don't want to get caught without the right coverage. For all your insurance needs, trust Brad Jacobson, your local farmer's insurance agent. Call 891-7900 for a free consultation and a policy review. 891-7900 for Brad Jacobson, your local farmer's insurance agent. People are always looking to invest in a good opportunity. So what if you could invest in the future of kids, like a stock? Not the kind of stock that's about making money, but a stock for social change called Better Futures. With your investment, it helps students like me go to college. My name is Charles, and I'm your dividend. Invest in Better Futures with UNCF. Visit uncf.org slash invest. A mind is a terrible thing to waste, but a wonderful thing to invest in. Brought to you by UNCF and the Ad Council. Hey everyone, let's all stop what we're doing and take a moment. You see? Every moment can be kind of special. But they can be loud moments, goofy moments, dorky moments, it doesn't matter. Because every time dads like us take a moment like that to spend with our kids, well, it's pretty momentous. So let's take a moment to make a moment. Call 877-4DAD411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Business Buzz. Local businessman Rick Stutnagel, he's been doing it quite a while. He's uh, successful. If anybody wants to buy a shoe store with lots of great inventory and lots of great employees, they can like him on Facebook and, uh, <laughs> and contact him. <laughs> he's, uh, he's, he's been working hard, but I know he, uh, you know, he, he also enjoys to, to play hard. So he, uh, 
you like to do the off-roading too, right? Yeah, your, that's certainly a lot of fun. Yeah. And yeah. You, you head up north a lot of times, past Cohasset? Uh, yeah, I like the Highland Lakes a lot. I haven't been up there for a while, though. Right. But you, yeah. yeah, he's kind of an all-around uh, outdoorsman, too, in addition to his to his business acumen that I've always that I've always been impressed with. So uh, what do you see in the, uh, if you're involved in it at all, what do you see in the retail uh, commercial real estate world? Is your, the center there is pretty full, isn't it, where you are? Um, it, it changes pretty it changes. much. It changes yeah. a lot. I don't know what's going to happen with that. It's, um, it's, it, it kind of goes hand-in-hand hand with, with retail. I mean, it, when it, retail's bad, real estate might go down, but your center seems to be really it's, active. It's doing probably okay. It's, do, you, do you notice that they're accommodative to you if you need to renew a lease? Are they acting Oh, like, yeah. people. Everybody wants you to sign a lease. Right, but, yeah. but they're very happy to keep you. They're yeah, not trying to get somebody Everybody new wants and, you to sign a lease. Right, right. I don't <laughs> like leases myself. No. But um, that's you they're know. a nature nature of the business sometimes. <laughs> or, you know. or if you can buy something, that's better. Right. Yeah. But uh, you know, because I've talked about over the last few weeks some commercial real estate issues, especially with uh, Jerry O'Lennon, who's on uh, on the station every morning at eight thirty. And uh, you know, the Sears is going out of business in the Chico Mall. Yeah, it is. And one of the things that uh, I'm not a I've never rented a, a I've never rented a commercial space. Um, other than an office space. But what I have heard is that the leases at malls can be dependent on the anchors. And if the anchor leaves, the other stores have more rights to lower rents or maybe leave earlier. Have you ever heard of that in a mall I would situation? imagine that they probably You've never have, been in a mall. Though. I've never been in a mall because it's too expensive. Way they too charge expensive. too much They per charge foot, right? way, way too much in my opinion. But that's, that's just my opinion. Right. And... They, yeah, I would imagine people would, if they signed a lease, they would certainly want to put that in a lease. Right. That because if the when, big Sears leaves right next door. Because when an leaves, their business is going to drop. Right, right. It's really scary. Yeah. I, uh, I'm, uh, like you were saying about, um, you like Photoshop. Yeah. I like the photo stuff, too. I don't do a lot of editing, but I do like to uh, read photo books and uh, go online and look at Google Images. And I have this strange fascination with, Deserted buildings. Don't ask me why. Don't know. I did. You. I. I visited every Western ghost town when I was a kid. You did. My dad was a ghost town fan, so wow. every summer we'd take a driving trip, and I've seen them all. So that might have something to do with the fact that, that I just have fun. this fascination with deserted buildings. But if nowadays, in the last five years or so, you can, when you're looking at Google Images, you can search deserted mall. You can, and even in Chico, we've got. You know, I was looking at a build, some buildings here, and the Department of Toxic Waste, they, they've had, they have some buildings downtown. On, oh, downtown? Um, downtown. Because I know 20th have been Street had a couple. Forever. And they have, on 20th Street, they have some buildings that have been empty forever. Right. And it, it's a shame just to, you know, we probably do need to clean that up, but it's really a shame just to see those buildings just sit year after year. Um, when they could be when used they could for be something. utilized, yeah. you know, especially well, I mean, and I'm not, I want I would have bought some of those, but like I couldn't because they're it would the be clean too costly up, the, to clean you know, it the, up. Well, you have the cleanup cost could be um, uh, oh yeah twenty thousand dollars or twenty million dollars. Right. There's no it's there's no unknown. estimate. That's it's right. unknown, and so you can't do that. Yeah, I remember also. Um, well, I had a client in there's a client in the Bay Area, um, and they had a food manufacturing plant in uh, Richmond. And to this day, I'd say it's a 30-year-old problem. They still have to monitor this because there was some sort of old gas tanks on the property 50 years ago. And to this day, they're monitoring, they're paying attorney fees, and they're trying to make a settlement with the EPA. Uh, that can be a complete danger, like you say. You can't go into a building like that. Because you wouldn't know because how much it's an it would unknown, cost. and and right. then, and the really bad thing is that, that maybe the head of the toxic waste uh, changes, and then the new person comes in, and he has 
whole set of new standards. That's so you right. could be you could be in a biggest mess you'd ever could imagine. That's right. When the federal bureaucracy decides to go after an area, they go after it. Yep. <laughs> right. And you know, I I don't like to knock things like the EPA, but uh, at some point you have to balance. I mean, what where's the thing about balance? Well, where at some is point, you've got to balance it. Where is the thing about balance? Because the, we, we certainly need to protect the environment, but we need to do it with a balance and more decisiveness that, that yeah, this is going to cost this much. And if we, if we spent a zillion trillion dollars here, here we're with the Pentagon or wherever, if we right, spent where they lost a zillion money, trillion yeah. dollars, let's right. just take just a little bit of that and maybe we could have a fund to clean some of this stuff up. Right. That that that's always been my feeling too. I mean, let's let's put the money where yeah. it can do the most good. And and you, you got a building you're talking about that been been empty th- with and monitored for 30 years. Right. Well, a fund like that would be very helpful to everybody. Right. Right. And uh, the the whole thing about the environment is that I mean, one thing I do notice when I was a kid legislation can really help because when I was young, I remember we'd travel a lot in the car and remember you would see trash everywhere, like on the freeway next to the fence would be piled up garbage from people throwing it out their windows. And then Lady Bird Johnson in the 60s came out with, keep that was when I was a kid, Keep America Beautiful was the slogan. And they started all these laws against littering and environmental type things. And it's pretty amazing now there really isn't hardly any litter on the on the freeways and the slogan like that most people are pretty conscientious right. so 50, i mean we really are over 50 years and i'd say within 10 or 20 years it really did have an effect and i also remember when i was a kid driving through emeryville in the east bay mm-hmm. the bay was like a sewer dump and the sewage just went straight into the water and it smelled like sewage all over that whole area on the East Bay near the uh, Bay Bridge. And that's been cleaned up. Same thing I believe happened at Lake Tahoe. They used to just let the sewage go into the lake and they've cleaned that up. So there's definitely a lot of pluses, but like you say with, in Peru, they have a regime change. Here we have an administration change. Which is close to the same thing. Same thing. And Mm. you could have one that just had a bunch of strict rules. Maybe Obama's EPA was worse. Then Trump comes in and says, for every law we start, we're going to, eliminate 16 regulations or something. So for a few years, you could have this loosening. But then, like you say, you could buy that building. And before you get it renovated, the new guy comes in with a new set of rules. They do. And, and well, you're, you've studied law. And I'm sure you know that the rule books probably go from here to across the street. They go to, and well, they used just... to until it got to be online research. Yeah, but it's yeah, not, that's true. It's, it's not going across. It's not that many laws nope, anymore. Nope, no, no, the laws are there, but they don't have them in paper books. That oh, much. okay. Oh, now, I see. Now, when you see the attorneys on TV, that's his old bookshelf. Those are oh, probably fifteen-year-old oh, okay. books. Okay. That look like reference but you, books. You, there's a. If you really wanted to, you could always find a law that you can enforce right. and and just figure that's out. Right. I mean, and my my whole premise and the bottom line on all that is number one, we need balance. You'd probably agree with that. Oh, absolutely. And number two, I think everybody should remember that the government is supposed to serve the people, but sometimes it, when you're, especially when you're in business for yourself, it seems like you're serving the government. Like when they send you those census forms, remember those fun yeah, forms? Th- yeah, I mean it's just something that you have to fill out. Who knows what they're doing with all that? I mean, right. And is it really their business to know? every little thought in your head about what you're planning for the next year. I mean, they ask that. I know. No, it really isn't their business. Yeah. It, it, it's, um, it's the citizens business to, to, to plan that as long as you're not planning something that's going to hurt somebody. And, and right. You know why they, the people we're, we don't need that much big brother. Right. We, we, we have really become overregulated, but you know, it's really refreshing to know that in the midst of all this that we've been talking about and, when you hear about the economy uh, going down and, you know, there are a lot of negatives going on, it's really nice to know that in Chico is a retailer who has been successful for all these years. And, uh, I mean, right now, I guarantee if you were at Heel and Soul, which you should be, <laughs> even if you can't get there on the, uh, on the Facebook page, you should be checking this place out. I guarantee right now 
there will be people buying shoes right now at your at your store. Well, would, I'd hope so. Would I be we safe do. to say that? Yeah, we do have to pay the rent, so there better be people <laughs> buying shoes. That's right. Right. Plus, it's nice. You're right next door to Safeway. Right. When you need a little something or a Starbucks, yeah, you're right there. There you right? go. Yeah. You're set. So I would encourage everybody to make sure to uh, start shopping at that Safeway Center because, uh, well, they have, um, they've got a great UPS store. What else is there these days? Well, they got a tanning salon, a UPS store. Uh, Do they still have a Chinese uh, Chinese buffet? They have that, Quandos. Yeah. Quandos still there. Yeah, so they're, mm-hmm. they have quite a little bit, the, the Tri-Counties Bank. Now, I got to ask, do they still have a pay less shoe source? They still do. <laughs> they still do. Can I, can I ask why? <laughs> uh, well, there are a certain clientele who will go there, and it's, it, I'm nothing against them. They're right, no, just, I'm not knocking They're just them. way just different saying, than we are. It's, uh, it's we hard have to low believe. prices, but we have different things. Right. And, now, like you were saying, when you offer a free pair of shoes sometimes, how far down do your sales go? Let's let's be honest here. If I walked in right now and I had very little money, what could I find for a low price? You could find some shoes and clearance for five bucks. Five bucks five for a bucks. pair or each. Uh, well, if you want to pay for five bucks for each, you could, or you could get the <laughs> pair for five dollars. Okay. Just five dollars. Wow. And tax. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's pretty good. Now, and then you carry accessories, socks. Carry all kinds of all kinds of stuff. Socks. Yeah. yeah, anyone who hasn't been to this store, it's it's really a shopping experience. The other thing about this store is when you go in and you'll have people waiting on you, helping you find the shoes you're looking for. Is that right? What we do. You get, pride we yourselves do on a lot of customer areas. service. Yeah, we do have quite a bit. Right. Yeah. So there's always someone there to help you. There, and, there yeah. should always be somebody to answer your questions and guide you to wherever you want to go. So right. you can pick out what you want. Right, right, right. So, what do you envision for the next uh, Facebook contest? What are you thinking? I mean, do, we won't hold you to it, but what are you thinking? Well, I think the next fix, Facebook contest uh, might have some even bigger prizes. I, I've been thinking about uh, uh, even a, a mystery box where the people can choose between gift certificates or the mystery box. And I'll have three of those. That's going to be and cool. That'll be like a game show. It'll be like that. And, and if you pick the, one of the mystery boxes, will be better than any other prize. Right. But you got to pick the right mystery box. Right. And could you get a blooper prize? or a, You uh, could. You okay, could. So, yeah. So, it'll be fun. I'm thinking of that. And even maybe possibly um, a gift certificate, a free lunch, and ride in my sailboat. Hey, that sounds cool. Right. The other thing is, I know there would be a little bit of a legal issue with permission, but don't you think it would be fun, since you've got this Facebook going, to maybe film part of the contest when people make that choice and they win the big the big mystery box? Wouldn't well, that, that be cool that might, on the Facebook? That might be something we think about. I'm just kind of You'd have to get clearances this. and yeah, all that, so, too. Yeah, there's a lot yeah. to think about. But yeah. Um, And, uh, yeah, like I say... Uh, to have a good quality retail in our little, I call it a little town of Chico. I mean, there's the population sign says 80 something thousand. Yeah, that's pretty big now. When I was going to school here, I think it said 40 something. But and I uh, went to school before you did, and it was <laughs> um, then you could make left turns everywhere without a stoplight. Now wow. you have to have a stoplight <laughs> to make a left turn. No, they were still one way streets, though, right? Broadway oh, yeah. And Maine. Oh, yeah. Right. We still had everything was downtown still. Yeah, that was kind of nice. Uh, there wasn't any mall when I went here. It, right. Old mall or new mall. Right, uh, right. That kind of dates me. Well, you know, the thing about the old mall is that it's it's sort it's of gone. the old mall. It's not a mall anymore. It's not indoors. No, it's But just, they've got the poor house. Yeah. They've got the theaters. So it's yeah. it's doing pretty well. Yeah, I think and, so. And uh, seems like the uh, pizza and wings over there are usually busy yeah the kids so. love my grandkids love those games all right they they just they don't they uh, they go over there they just don't pay a lot of attention to the food they just want to play games well that's that's a lot of fun yeah. so uh anyway rick thanks a lot for being with us today i'll be back on thursday on business buzz at three o'clock say thanks to coco uh, thanks here. to coco she kept us entertained and uh, kept us on our toes so Have a great day, everyone, and I'll be talking to you soon. Be sure to tune in to Business Buzz every weekday at 3 p.m. Bye-bye.
KKXX, Paradise, K280GL, Chico, and K283AR, Chico, Yuba City, Marysville. Hello, I'm Joyce Meyer, and I want to personally invite you to join me on this station every Monday through Friday for enjoying everyday life. You know, life's journey is challenging for all of us. And on my program, I'm going to share with you practical truths from God's Word that are going to help you live the life that God intends for you to have. Let me encourage you that Jesus came so that you can know peace and truly enjoy your everyday life. Weekdays at 1015 here on KKXX. Hall Marketing and Design in Chico would like to remind us that thousands of children who were safe at home a year ago are missing today. Parents, it is important to keep recent photographs, fingerprints, and dental records of your child. If you have any information that may lead to the location of a missing child, report it. This message from Hall Marketing and Design in Chico. Visit them online at hallmarketingdesign.com or call 895.